0: Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me a successful technology entrepreneur and CEO, Arturo Garcia. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Jason.
0: This is exciting. Uh, mo- mostly because the topic is like so close to me, right? Like we're talking about why outsourcing fails and how to do it right. And the reason I say that it's so close to me is because I've been outsourcing for like half my life, like twenty five plus years. And it can I I can say this in the beginning when I first started doing it, it was horrible. It was it was painful. I was making mistakes. I was getting bad results. And then over time, I started to it right so i want to hear from you uh number one how much has outsourcing changed in the past couple years because of the pandemic right and what are the market demands for outsourcing
1: so it has definitely changed a lot and COVID has changed many things not only you know people outsourcing their work, but how do they do it? Because nowadays we're in this remote world. Everyone's working from home. I mean, everyone's working like in remote locations. And so, yet, yes, it has changed. And then the demand for IT services pretty much remains the same and continues to grow, even even with everything everything we're seeing on the news, right? So um, quality assurance, digital production services, software development, those areas just continue to grow consistently. Uh, Yes, we've seen lots of, of layoffs, uh, going on the news but there are statistics out there that show we're actually still facing a lack of talent in the IT field
0: yeah and to go off of that lack of talent right so something that I tell my my pa- my partners my clients my co-founders everybody is they're always like well can't we just find people on Indeed and Upwork and Freelancer and Fiverr and et cetera? there's like a million places you could find people I'm like oh yeah You can find a million people, but to find quality people is not so easy. So let's talk about the difference between, you know, the kinds of talent that are out there that are available, why there's not that many available in the top tiers.
1: Okay, so you can definitely find great talent pretty much everywhere everywhere on earth, right? Uh, The difficulty is um, communication. Sometimes you face many difficulties when it comes to outsourcing, so communication, cultural feed, overlapping in terms of time zone, so you can actually get the collaboration levels that you need. And then, I'm sorry, what was the other question, Jason, again? I mean, it's the level, so to me, the biggest part that
0: was hard for me, and I'm I'm guessing people that are watching this are curious, how do you get good talent versus mediocre or subpar talent? Because you'll hire somebody,
1: here's the job I need, and you get back crap. How do you get back gold? Well, I would challenge that question. And and here's the reason, uh, Jason, not because someone's failing at a specific project. That means that they are, you know, uh, bad talent. They're not the best talent, but they happen to be not the right person for that specific project. Like we've seen many companies, big names out there failing at delivering their projects just because they didn't have basic things like good communication. They didn't have the right expertise. They didn't have industry knowledge. And those things are relevant to a project. You
0: know, I I've, I feel like I'm a pretty good communicator. I, I put together really good documentation, um mockups videos that kind of narrate what I'm looking for. And then you get a lot of talent out there, talent that says, oh, I can do that, no problem. And then, of course, they give it to you. It's full of bugs. It doesn't work. And so you find out that they couldn't do it. So, you know, I think we're going to go back and forth about this. Let's talk about... um the economical change around the globe i mean things have changed right so now there's people getting laid off there's inflation there are companies that aren't hiring because they can't afford to how does this change the outsourcing landscape
1: so it definitely changes it i mean there's many things many many things happening around the globe, but before we talk about just outsourcing, we need to talk about what is it that drives the need for outsourcing right um in the end, like let's take a look at history here let's take a look at the last fifty to seventy um years right okay I mean, the unemployment rates in the us have been uh fluctuating between four to eight percent, which is you know trying to keep the the economy healthy it's a good thing right. But at the same time, if you take a look at the past two decades, there's something that's been increasing, which is how difficult it is, as you were saying, to find the right talent that I need. Mm-hmm. Highly specialized talent. And so that's continuously increasing. Now, that's not that great. I mean, according to some statistics out there, um, most companies uh, struggle to find the talent they need. Um, the average, uh, in average, actually, 55% of companies report that they had difficulties finding the right talent in 2019, and it got worse in 2020, actually. Wow. Uh, up to 75% of companies reported that it was difficult uh, It was difficult for them to hire the specific IT skills that they needed in their teams. So this continued to grow. So that definitely drives the need for IT services, right? Wow. So uh, you're
0: saying 75% of companies couldn't find the talent they were looking for yet, the market in terms of demand is growing exponentially so how does that
1: how and does you, that how does you, that line up so that lines up very easily right uh oh, okay. and that's the part that's not that yeah that's the part that's not that great for the economy because the cost of that talent continue to increase right and mm-hmm. so um eventually these guys have access to sky high salaries and that is not that healthy for your economy if you want to continue to serve your market and, you know, and, and keep the economy healthy. So that's not really sustainable. And that is where outsourcing, uh, comes to play, specifically near-shore outsourcing. Uh, there's many things happening around the globe. Uh, if you take a look at the major economies around the globe, um, they all face many different challenges. So the COVID disrupted all of the uh, supply, supply ad- chain. Yes. And so that changed the whole game. Um, if you think about the major economies, Their main concern for 2023 is inflation, Uh, and that is the main concern for concern for pretty much every economy except for Europe and greater China. In Europe, and and that's kind of
0: going in line with a lot of other things. I mean, we're we're in a historical moment where it's inflation, but also high interest rates. Uh, there's also, uh, you know, the supply chain issues, like we mentioned, that still aren't fixed. We got the war in Ukraine. We have still COVID. There's food shortages, right? There's just like all these things happening at the same exact time, which is putting a lot of added pressure onto the, the macroeconomics yes. that are happening.
1: Yes, exactly. And in greater China, they are still dealing with COVID. That's actually part of their life. Like in this part of the world, we're acting like that's something of the past. Some other economies are, are still struggling with that. And so that is the reason why Latin America has been increasingly getting a lot of attention Uh because of the geopolitical instability, uh, access to talent in your same time zone. And so mm-hmm. there are many benefits. Right. Uh, but still, you know, uh the, the reason why we're here is because even after identifying the right uh, region of the world or or the right country to work with, um, some companies fail to get it right. Some companies. Mm. Let's talk about that. So let's talk about that. So
0: what are the companies doing that is causing them to fail? Let's just, let's just rip the bandaid off. What's going on?
1: Yeah. So first of all, not, not going through the uh, right due diligence process. Uh, not vetting the companies properly. How do you do do that? Right. So you have to have many things in place to make sure that you're working with the right partner. The first is, you know, good communication, Uh, not assuming anything, Uh, legal accountability. I do not recommend by any means hiring a company that does not have a legal presence on shore that you can actually, you know, get a hold of in case you need to. Uh, That's something you need to be very cautious of. And And if you take a look at the... History of the biggest failures in the outsourcing world, uh, you'll see some pretty big names out there, uh, like IBM and the state of Indiana and, uh, IBM, uh, providing services to, um, Australia. I mean, um, <coughs> even, even Accenture, you'll see some pretty big names out there that, that started with just a small project wow. and ended up with years and years of you know procrastinating what needed to actually happen <laughs> and uh go figure ending up in court
0: wow now, so what what other things are people doing wrong big, big companies small companies i mean what are the like the top 3 mistakes besides like the communication piece that people are making when they're outsourcing
1: yeah so you have actually two things that you should be very cautious of the first one is assuming that going with a big name is just going to guarantee success. That's not the case. I mean, I, I, I cited some companies, but that's not. Me picking on these companies because they are sensational companies. Right. It's more a matter of you know uh, they were not the right vendor or the right partner for that specific project. Right. Right. Because right. they have a, a long history of success too. Uh, and now the other thing is just going after the cheapest rate. And as I usually tell my clients, there's nothing more expensive, Jason, than cheap work. That's the most expensive well, thing. I mean, the oldest adage that I know is
0: you pay you pay for what you, you get what you pay for. Right. Yes. So if you're and- going to pay cheap, you're going to get cheap.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so you have to be very care- careful of these motivators. Right. Uh, I'm going just after the big name or I'm going to the cheapest one. And there's always a way to find, you know, that sweet spot. In the uh, middle. Yeah. The right, Goldilocks. Yes, Exactly.
0: And so, how uh you know, it's, this is a tough one because people out there are probably wondering how can I do the right due diligence? How can I find the right sweet spot? How can I ensure that? Let's say here's an example. Let's say someone watching this or listening to this right now, they want to start their first app. They have best idea ever, but they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So they need to hire someone, and maybe their budget is twenty thousand dollars. That's all they have to so their name is their life savings. Right. How how can they make sure that they get the right team or right partner to help them make their dream come true in that budget but
1: with a good result. Right. So you have four components to that question actually. The first one is what I call the basics. And these are like the timeless things because they're timeless because regardless of what's happening in the world or or how much we're evolving, they were they will always be important, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to work with people that listen uh, listen to you actively. You want to work with people that show that they really care about your project, and you want to work with companies that deliver what they promise. And so those three are essential, and they will significantly increase uh, the chances of you getting that mobile application that you wanted. So if someone, uh, simple thing, if someone said, hey, uh, I need this code by tomorrow, um, you know, by the end of the day, make sure that you actually get that, and that is that is going to be a proof that, you know, these companies actually um, there to deliver what they promised, you know, so make little tests here and there to make sure that these guys actually get you what you need in a timely manner.
0: And it goes without saying, you know, what, what I've been teaching for years is before you even jump into a large project with a, a company like the one you're talking about, you mm-hmm. said, give them a little test. Well, I always say, build an MVP first, build the minimum viable product, build like the most basic version of your product that you can before you go in really deep with them. So, if they so I always say give them the most difficult piece of your platform to build, just that mm-hmm. one piece, and if they can build that difficult piece, mm-hmm. then you know that they can do the easy stuff, right? And and then if they can't build it, then you find someone that can and then that's the person
1: you hire. Right, right. But but what I'm trying to say here, Jason, is prior to getting to an MVP, pay attention to the, you know, to the basics of the interaction, you know? Uh, if they said they're going to send me an email with a quote uh, by the oh, end right. of today, the are they, I, are they actually doing it? Uh, <laughs> you know, just take some time to go online and learn as much as you can about this company, right? Uh, what's their reputation? Like there are companies like Clouch or GoodFriends that you can go online and search your company uh, the company you're potentially partnering up with and learn more about you know how they they've done working with other companies now jason there's another component to your question the second compo- component which is the framework a- the framework aspects um, so having the right experience having industry knowledge because even if they are great developers jason that doesn't mean that they understand the mechanics or you know right. the quirky things about this specific industry that you need to take into consideration mm-hmm. sometimes you need to think ahead and prepare yourself because you know this specific industry have has some things that you need to keep in mind while be building that project. And then, of course, as I was saying, part of the the logistics, the uh, you know, the basic things is legal accountability. As I was saying, if that company doesn't have a presence on shore, I would I would definitely stay away from them. Um, I agree. And yeah. and
0: and to finish this out, let's talk about the latest technology trends that people can use to to achieve success?
1: Yes. So uh, that's the tricky one because it's you dealing and, and people dealing with, you know, learning as much as they can, uh, but also being afraid of AI and automation. Right. Mm. So, so think about, think about it this way, uh, Jason, we've been through this before many, many times. We used to, uh, we used to put together rocks to build, uh, to build walls and, uh, and at some point we started creating con- concrete blocks to build those walls. Um, you know, nowadays we're even printing 3D houses. Yeah. Um, when it comes to AI and automation, the same things happening. We're building these massive blocks that allows us to build more and more every day. Those are AI and automation applied to many different fields, mm-hmm. fields. And what you need to do is learn how to put together those blocks to get to, to get to what you, where you need to go. Uh, one of the things that I share with my clients is, and I advise them to do is, you know, boost efficiency and productivity. So a good rate, you know, a good rate for good talent or decent talent can get you somewhere. But, you know, adding AI and automation to the mix will make sure that eventually rather sooner than later, you outperform everyone. Um, so think about AI and automation.
0: Awesome, definitely, and that brings us to what you guys do. So, leave leave, leave us here with your website. What you guys do?
1: Yeah. So, dynamic. uh, um, If you look us up on the web, um, www.dynamic.ai, and that's we still call it dynamic. It's uh, but it's dynamic. uh, So, dynamic without the Y. So dynamic.ai uh, we are a software development shop we build software for our clients we provide quality assurance services and digital production services too in the near shore model meaning that we provide clients in the u.s with a, with access to top it talent so they can build successful projects sounds awesome anybody out there looking for a dev shop
0: call these guys up dynamic.ai sounds awesome thanks for to. i appreciate it man
1: thank you so much jason it's been great talking to you You too. And as always, we'll see you guys in the next episode.
0: Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at JasonSherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.